Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where we talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy. He's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. Oh, yeah. Hey, Blind Mike's Daddy, this week, Tim from Canton joined us. Tim, say hello. I'm not can Tim from Canton, a uh, dear friend, the elephant boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into, uh, into guys, into girls, into, just don't want to play no games. What's up, fellas? What's up, brother? How are you? Ah, psyched to be here. Love, love, contrary to what others may say, and I know you're going to cover this, I love this podcast. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Love the stream. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this all day, and it's a Friday. Friday, <laughs> I know. Um, but anyways, before we uh, get started with our in-depth, long-form interview and review of the Kirkman Hand show this week. Do you mind uh, praying for us before we get started, Tim? I'd be happy to. So Thank if you, you boys want to bow your heads. Hail Kirk, full of content. The podcast is with thee. Blessed art thou among the men of earth, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb of Patsy. Holy Kirk, Jesus of the pod, pray for us, men of fans, now until the next show drops. Amen. 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 I, really, I had my head down too. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I seriously. Had my head down. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that Freudian slip there with Patsy, the breast of Patsy. I saw that. <laughs> you know what you know, it is? I've gained so much weight during COVID. My fat face, I can't even talk anymore. Oh, I can relate. Um, so you kind of alluded to it. Let's start with Kirk making fun of Blind Mike's daddy and this podcast, but mostly Blind Mike's daddy. <laughs> How, what was your reaction to that tim so bmd as i call him and and uh we and just to put it out there we talk as you know buddy mm-hmm. uh myself and actually i think bmd you've said the name your name on the pod right yeah mine yeah yeah i thought you did once but anyway we talk we, we're a couple of knuckleheads who love prank phone calls and so we talk we talk quite a bit which i guess would be creepy except uh we have a lot of uh interests that are similar and so uh bmd did text me and and said hey did you hear i got mentioned today on the pod which is always good right any publicity is good publicity i guess but Mm -hmm. uh you never want to be in those crosshairs because kirk can be uh very very opinionated and the man has got a lockbox for a mind um, I totally understood what he was saying, but like B, me and BMD said, we're not Kirk. We don't have the material for an hour long of, of, uh, listening to blind Mike's daddy try, you know, come on, come, coming up with lines and mm-hmm. one after another. We're just not that talented. I'm, and, I'm, uh, I'm not even kidding you. Okay. I, I, I literally said the same thing to blind Mike's daddy before. Like I, I was like, if, if you guys throw this question to me, that's what I'm gonna say because it's it's just the truth. Like Kirk is an entertainer. Where drips? Like he like, how how could you do that for like an hour every week? If he, if he could, he'd have his own. Well, not really, but like you know what I mean. Like 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 if he yeah. could, he'd be like like a, a more known like character calling around and stuff. You know, outside. Oh, of may, oh maybe maybe Kirk means maybe in a roundabout way. What he means is maybe the show doesn't need to be an hour of, of Blind Mike Daddy Blind. Mike's daddy talking like that, it's a, it's a shorter show of Jeff's blind Mike's daddy. That I totally could see BMD doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Pack it all in in ten minutes would be freaking hilarious. I mean, BMD can tell you I've called him and said, "Go ahead, give it to me, give it to me." I mean, that voice mm-hmm. just 
just gets me every time. Every time. I I like the idea of cutting like uh, a BMD cutting like wrestling promos, like talking about like the week, you know, like just I don't know. Oh, that's like just going <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> Some classic well, WWE music in the background. Yeah, totally. The boas and yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Maybe read a read an obituary here or there, why <laughs> Mike Daddy's voice, and put it, you know, and, and insert your own comments as a read about who he yeah. survived by, or she. <laughs> Or any time Kirk murders somebody like Kevin Cullen. Or yeah, yeah. We laid a rest, K. K Marco. Yeah. <laughs> and BMD, what did you idea. think about it when Kirk mentioned you? Um, I was. He wouldn't uh, listen to it for two days, three days. I kept sending it to him. He wouldn't listen. Yeah, I was a little timid at first because, you know, nobody likes to get shit on. But I don't think it was a. I think it was. I don't. It was friendly fire. It wasn't anything vicious. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think um, it was constructive. Yeah. I mean, my. He, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and I always ask for feedback, and there's there's people that have you know DM'd me on the side and given us feedback, and we're we're always open to feedback. Anything that it, any way we can improve, you know, we're still new at this. Um, I just I'm uncomfortable doing Blind Mike's Daddy in a long like I want to interview a minute fan. I can't interview you like this the whole time. People <laughs> are not gonna focus on the interview itself. They're just gonna focus on my voice. Actually, you so, you could, I mean, which would I, be pretty interesting. I guess Kirk is right in that regard, but <laughs> I don't know. We have to. I guess we'd have to hear from the ten people that listen to this podcast, excluding our parents, <laughs> and, and, and see what they have for feedback. Tim, so I guess the next question is, how did you get into Kirk? So, um, like a lot of people, I'm from the Boston area, and I was very, very, very familiar with the. I used to listen to it all the time that and uh am radio um used to have eei on the background uh or paying attention depending on the shows i am not aware of hearing kirk on those weekends that he started uh i believe he started on saturdays um i think so yeah and i don't recall actually hearing him i may have but uh where i first noticed him was was when he filled in excuse me when he first came on dnc Mm mm-hmm at that point, I was actually kind of down on DNC. I thought it was kind of losing its luster. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Toucher and Rich switching back and forth all the time, even though the ads were about the same time. And then Kirk just completely pulled me back in, uh, mm-hmm. just like in the in, in um, uh, the Godfather, right? Just when I thought <laughs> I was out. And the guy from day one was just amazing. I think he started out in the, the Flash booth or doing Flashes, but in the booth where media used to sit. Mm-hmm. And again, that's who I used to hear on the flashes was Mita. Mm-hmm. So you go from Mita to Kirk. I'm John Mita Perel. And that's the Flash. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the. And I'm sorry, you cannot convince me that's not a fake voice. Oh, the, Mita's I, voice. Oh, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> right. It's it, and he seems like and Kirk says he's a good guy. I've never heard anybody on the radio talk about him and not say he's a good guy. Yeah, of course. And and. I called in a few times and you know took a couple jabs at him. He's always funny about it, but man, that is the fakest voice. He listened to him it. call games. I mean, he's a string bean. Um, it sounds forced, but yeah. So Kirk was a an incredible departure, and he just it was like he he woke up those two geriatric uh, DJs. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and so that's I was in hook line and sinker. I was on freaking board. As as uh, John Stewart would say, all the board. Oh, so all good. The board. <laughs> there yeah, it is. <laughs> I um, I found about found out about Kirk at the same time. Like I said, I I remember hearing his name the first time when Dale Arnold said it. Um, but so like 
so when him and Mutt like kind of took over, that's like when I first found out about him. But he's a lightning rod. Like since since probably the first or second time I heard him, or like that he had a huge role on like DNC. Definitely like pre Deflategate, but Deflategate he like came alive. Um, he really did. I, really I did. I was telling I was telling by my daddy, my my brother um, was listening to sports radio at the time too. Even my dad on on his way to work, obviously. I was yep. like, you guys got to listen to. It. I was like, he's the closest thing to Stern. He really is, even already. Yeah, he's, me, he just even early on. Excuse me. Just took it by storm. Just came in mm-hmm. and knew what he wanted, and and he says he was himself, and and he brought a new a new aspect to morning radio, and it completely changed. And and you know, I I. You guys are the same as me. You could you remember you'd watch a game and you'd think, oh my God, there's going to be 18 hours of the same discussion about this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to have a different opinion. All the calls will be the same. All the hosts will be the same. They might tweak it a tiny bit, mm-hmm. but it was the same over and over and over and over and just beat it to death. Kirk changed all that yep. and he made it different. He also. He also minimized what was minutia. I mean, even I would get sick of the the stupid calls about, oh, what do you think about the you know three four defense versus you know whatever. yeah of course yeah it's like, those guys man, don't know times. that yeah yeah although Felga does, Felga yeah always impressed me with his football knowledge that guy I, you could ask him about the most obscure college team and he could break it down for you. I, I was always impressed by that, but what does that get you? Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know those guys on EEI, besides for, like, maybe, like, I guess Gladden would be the closest one, but even still, he's a fucking, like, nothing, you know? Like, the, Fence the, the, Yeah, they don't know any of that stuff. Like, like obviously, Fourier does, and, and like, that's yeah. different. But, like, but like just, like, like the talking heads, they don't know that shit. Like, it's it's annoying. And I actually, um, I'm, so I, I love hockey. Um, I saw you tweet about hockey the other day and how much you hate the governor and shit. Um, so, but like, but I, I appreciate Kirk. Like he says, like when, when he's like, I'm not going to talk about the Bruins cause I don't know about it. It's a disservice to them. If you want that, go to 10 o'clock. I honestly appreciate that. Cause I don't want to hear him saying like, Oh, Charo, Charo was great when Charo like had another stinker or something, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you're right. You're so right. And just phoning it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are given their opinion. They don't know more than you and I. And that's what I love that Kirk really called them out on. They might know more of the backstory or mm-hmm. more of the details about what's going on in the locker room, but they don't know sports more than you and I. And I, I would say there's a lot of people who would listen. Some would call in and some didn't that know far more about sports than some of these jokers on the radio. Oh, and yeah. you just brought up somebody that drove me nuts. Um, so like Kirk taking, taking the avenue of, hey, I don't know about this sport. I'm not going to act like I do and, and you know, disrespect of, you know, the real fans. That sanctimonious prick Dale. Oh. If you don't <laughs> know hockey sense. like he does and you don't talk, you know, like he's one of the, you know who Dale is? He's the guy at at work or on a team or as me and BMD know, when you're in the military, you always meet, meet these people. They're the people that have been there before you and they think that they own oh. everything just because they were yeah. born before you, yeah. right? Yeah. And, they cra- and they crap on you for nothing more than you just arrived and I, and I hate, I, I hate that. I hate it. Hate it. It's one of the biggest pet peeves. Like why are you going to shit on people just cause they weren't here when you were big deal. I, I'm a long time listener of Kirk. People just got into him a month ago. They're just as big a fan as I am. Good for them. Yeah, you know, of course. What the, what the hell does longevity get you? And, uh, I could just, Dale's that type of guy. That's like, well, you weren't here when, when they did this, oh, that, yep. or the other. Sorry, Dale. I wasn't born. 
You, you know, move <laughs> next question. You, you know you what know? Dale is? Dale's Dale's like the parking spot guy where there's no assigned parking spot. Well, well, you know, Johnny, I always park on the front. <laughs> and Tim, like correcting people, and he's yeah. kind of he's got a little Bill Cosby in him, maybe a lot more than we realize. But he he will admonish people. He will, you know, say that's not the way you do it, like he mm-hmm. did with Steve and and even with Kirk yeah, and, and his criticism. Yeah, and he just he's he. Dino was sanctimonious, but I don't think he really meant it. You know, it's just Dino yeah. being Dino. Dale it truly feels like I know more about hockey than you ever will. Um, and there's a right way and there's a wrong way to play the game. And mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you the way it's supposed to. Shut up, Dale. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I'm, I'm very happy Warden <laughs> of the North crucified him in that song. It was so excellent. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad Kirk brought it back out today. So good. <laughs> and, the, and on a personal level i've never liked dale i hated eddie andelman mm-hmm. and it used to be eddie and dale i hated that i thought it was a horrible show but kirk actually did i don't know if it was an interview yeah i think he did an interview with dale enough about me he at least yeah and he at least and he talked about and i did feel bad for dale when he was talking about you know i lost my job i told my wife we're gonna have to sell the house yeah um yeah. it was really you know, sad. I felt bad yeah. for him yeah yeah, you know, I mean, it, whatever. The guy's, he's got yeah. his thing, you know. And I, I actually felt bad for him. But then he says these things, you're like, you know what? Now I'm glad that he almost had to move. <laughs> Screw I him. Know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hate, yeah. I, I try not to be so spiteful, but it's just like, I'm a Muna fan. It's in my nature. Like, now, do you, do you, do you guys listen to EEI at all? No, I, I no. haven't listened since the day Kirk left. Well, like I mean, you know, here and there, like if it's on and someone else's, like that kind of stuff. I've, I've, yeah. ne- I haven't put it on since. Besides, maybe, uh, you know, if the Red Sox are playing the Yankees, so I can catch the Yankees, uh-huh. game, like so that kind of stuff. How about you, BMD? Uh, I haven't listened. Uh, if I if I do any sports talk radio, it's always a sports hub because those guys are way more interesting than what WEEI has to offer right now. I wasn't yeah. a Kirk guy. I was in a morning time drive, so I didn't find out about Kirk until his transition, and that's when I started. Getting all the history and all the the, the, the shit that was going on with them between Bob Murchison and and him moving to Radio.com, and then that's when I found enough about me, and I was like, I like this guy, and then the whole Boston sports stuff happened, and I was I was just hooked from there, really. Yeah, I, I will admit I do still listen to Mutt from time to time. I've oh, always said yeah. I I I Mutt is the type of sports show that I do like. Um, Sometimes I do like to hear stats and matchups and stuff like yeah. that, and and I I just think I think Mutt I think he's a good guy for you know it's I don't yeah. know him obviously but yeah. he seems from what Kirk says and other people say he seems like a good guy, and I think he does a good job on those shows I really do I enjoy it I've called in I I absolutely don't take swipes at him um you know that was the Kirk and Callahan show mm-hmm. not the Mutt show that's his show um I do sometimes listen to Greg Hill just to just to hear. How right. bad it can be and what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not yeah. even hate. Even less than that, it's more of um, a passive listening. Like, man, this is all that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised when, he still does a decent. I mean, what is he? Yeah. Is he no, he doesn't. Fives or yeah. something? Or I don't think so. Like, I want them to crash and burn so bad just for Kirk, you know? It's, gonna... it's like. Because uh, he was pulling. Which like do you Which five. do you think will crash first? Do you think. The Greg Hill show will crash, or do you think EEI as a whole will crash first? 
Uh, EEI as a whole, because the break, because uh, it's like it's like one and the same though, because like the you know what I mean, like the, like they, the Greg Hill show is so such a big part of that that when that right, goes, it's supposed to be the driver, right? Because yeah. it's morning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you know when that goes, it'll it's it's just gonna drag the whole thing down. You you mentioned what that brought me that that reminds me of of, of a question I wanted to ask you. What what was your favorite call until like KNC? Because as as just like a listener, I I loved. Um, like the, I think the, you and Tim, I mean you and Steve called him the Steve. same day. Almost made like m- cry that he was. Remember he was so mad. Do you you know what day I'm talking about? And he's like he's I like do. no, it's too far, man. You're talking about uh, oh what, what was Tubby's name? Uh, Kata. Yeah, His you're talking Kata. about my son, man. You know it's just like what? Calm down. Like, <laughs> uh, oh poor Mutt. I always say Mutt Mutt would outlast them all, and he mm-hmm. did. And not mm-hmm. that I knew anything, but I just – that was kind of my shtick. It, obviously, Kirk liked having him on. Um, it was very obvious. He he liked him. Mutt was an easy punching bag. At that day, uh, I so I would try not to call in if Steve had called in because it, I, I bowed down. Steve cracked me. I, he, he I have – I have always said I hit for average, and I would call more in, in um, Steve – hit home runs every time he called and I could not do that. And so I would not call him frankly, because my calls would not be as good. I'm not that I'm not stupid. Um, and he made me laugh. So I don't want to take away from that, but that day I forget what it was, but it was, it was a, it was an awesome day where Mutt just almost couldn't take it anymore, but he (laughs) stayed on. He stayed with it. Kirk made him stay. Do you and Steve, or did you and Steve at that time, like, ever work on stuff together? Just, Never. Just, like, because that one day seems so coordinated. Like, I actually, like, what I wanted to ask or what I, my, my, the question that I wrote down was, like, did you work on stuff with Kirk? Because it just seemed like Never. everybody was in on, like, everybody was in on the same joke. It, it, it like, like, almost like Kirk was calling the plays, you know? So, uh, no, never. And, and actually, I hadn't talked to Steve Oh, I forget the first time. I think DEC was doing the Minifan show, and he was trying to get me and Steve on at one time. And that, I had a job where I was traveling all the time, and mm-hmm. we just couldn't make the times work. And I really wanted to just um, get on and say how much I, you know, loved listening to Steve's calls. Um, and we've since, you know, I talked to him a lot too. Mm-hmm. We've since actually gotten to know each other a little bit. Um, we actually were trying to organize a family Minifan event before COVID crush that but uh oh that's right yeah yeah so no never coordinated the, the, this is this just shows the talent of kirk is one no he never ever ever reached out to me about anything he didn't need to uh because he knew how to run that show mm-hmm. and let's face it it was the kirk show and jerry was there as oh yeah you know <laughs> the sounding board um if you listen to the shows, and I, I do go back sometimes. I had a few that I downloaded. Mm-hmm. Kirk was he's so masterful at, at steering that ship. And he would say Curtis helped him. Uh, Curtis used to do – Ken did the sound drops, but Curtis um, Curtis helped him out with some things, like the, the thing about Cullen. And so he, he – but Kirk always was the one that was managing that. And I am sure that there are days where the, on the board they would have various people. I, I know for a fact because they'd always, you know, you'd be in the middle of something yelling at, I've listened back, and he'll be yelling at Mutt about something. He goes, you know what, Mutt, before we take a break, let's just take one call. And it would be me or it would be Steve. You know, like yeah, he just, yeah, yeah. he was the perfect 
puppet master. Yeah, he's um, pulling all the and, strings, yep. Yeah, and he knew, like, if he's picking up on Steve from Providence, he knows what he's going to get, and it's going to be gold. Mm-hmm. So he's not picking up on some, like, random caller. Or he'll, he would have, you could tell, he would pull Mutt or one of the other casting couch members down a path mm-hmm. and then have a caller on that would be critical of that person. Because there were other callers that were critical. The, um, I think it was, uh, was it Stephen Gloucester was pretty funny, too? Yeah. Um, so no, it was it was all it was all Kirk and was just using using the tools that is at at hand and then and once I think Curtis did did he reach out to me once? No, he may not have. Chris Chris Curtis was always like as far as like getting me on, he'd always say, "Yep, just hang on one sec. Oh, he'd say, "What do you got?" And I'd say, "Oh, I got to point out this that that Mutt just said." He goes, "Oh, that's a good point. Hang on a second. And you know, he'd put my name up there, and Kirk could take the call usually right away. But mm-hmm. um, he did buy me once. I got bought for a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went over the line. I forget what it was, but I went. He he called me back, and he's like, "Hey, Tim, listen, it's a, it's a little over the line this time. Let's take a break for a while. Wow. <laughs> it's like you're putting time out. Curtis Not did? like Kevin who got banned." Oh geez, I didn't. Know. I actually kind of didn't know that. Yeah, Kevin's Captain Hungwell. Oh, oh, that <laughs> I knew. Yeah, yeah, that I. Yeah. Knew. yeah, yeah, and they banned Dorian Hunt. He was great too. Great. Yeah, he's great so, caller. He's so funny. Um. Oh, I, Steve was so fucking brutal to him. The oh my god, he just beat the shit out of him with those poems. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still, I still, still laugh. <laughs> the comment when you go and Steve had good timing too. You know he he'd say it and then he'd wait mm-hmm. for much reaction. Uh, the time he <laughs> the comment was about uh, Kata couldn't even wait for Mutt to take the um, food out of the grocery bag and he'd eat through the package. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I I um I never. I never strayed into the the kids directly because that was Steve's thing. He was yeah, way yep. too funny, and I, you know, so I just stayed with picking on Mutt, the monkey stuff. And sometimes I thought like, oh, I'm running out of stuff, and then Mutt would just open his mouth like the dryer, oh, pulling God. the dryer out of it. Oh, what oh, a dummy! My, what yeah. a dummy! Well, yeah, yeah, because he hurt his back, right? That's right. Yes, yeah. hurt his back. <laughs> yep, his beautiful back, which he's into backs. Oh, Remember, God. he was yeah, yeah. at the notebook at the gym. <laughs> he's so into backs. I'm like, I'm never gonna run out of material with this guy. B- um, BMD, uh, much like a gallon jug guy in the gym. Like yes, that, that's like, him. Skinny dude, you know what I mean? Like creatine, <laughs> extra medium shirts. Like yeah, that's who he is. Hat backwards, you like the polo hat backwards, you know? The cutoff sleeves. But, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I liked about Mud is he played along and that <laughs> that time we both called in was probably the, seems seems like oh, the man. most upset he was but most of the time you know he'd be like shut up Tim just shut and Kirk would yell him shut up Mud let the man talk yeah. you know Mud was seven 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 nine Mud was the worst at like uh, like like Mutt is, or is the worst at like when he's hearing like like even if you called in tonight at like at and called in the show, he'd be like, "All right, Tim, okay." Like that—that that fakeness, yep. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't—he doesn't really have any witty comebacks. Oh yeah, and no, that's just—that's one of his weaknesses. But he wasn't my favorite. I know one of the questions we we're going to get to is a favorite muck call, but he was not actually my favorite one to call in and harass. He just was the one that was there the most. Yeah, that's true. Um, Tangway was my favorite to call in and harass. I loved. 
calling in when Tangway would be on. He was so easy to get upset. And again, He's so the puppet master Kirk would just set up Tangway so well. And I, I take pride in that. Remember one time he walked off the set? Yep. It was the yep. second time, I think. Yep. I, um, I was the uh, oh, it was I precipitated the, I, that. I don't want to. I don't want to jump in. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask if this is what it was, but tell the story. No. Um. So. So I, I, it's not. I, I lost the sound, but I had called in, and got him all riled up. He used to. So his kids used to go away to camp for like eight weeks every summer. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, all summer, and he, and he'd only see them like once or twice. And so, you know, Kirk would talk about, of course, I latched onto that and I would call in and just, you know, say what a, what a horrible daddy is. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he'd rather spend time down in Nantucket looking at paintings of peaches than actually be around (laughs) his own kids and, you know, walking around uh, Walden Pond with a Burberry scarf on and leg warmers (laughs) and, you know, just, and and that was the first time he got really pissed. Now, I don't know if he walked off that time because Kirk just kept just ride him on it but the next one was about lacrosse and the in the insinuation was that he was a diddler yeah and that's, you know, what, Kirk, that's what i thought it was yes it was and, like the playground stuff and like oh you can't be so close yes. to school that kind of stuff and i had called in and gave him a really hard time about being a coach with no kids and um, <laughs> just started the discussion that is mad creepy though that's mad it creepy. is right yeah. and i started that i didn't start the discussion i just i just got him more aggravated than Kirk already got him riled up. And then the guy that called in after me made a few more comments and he just snapped and he's like, that's it. I'm done with this place. I'm sick of you guys. So that was my favorite was getting Gary actually upset. Cause he was supposed to be unflappable Gary. Yep, right. Yeah. Doesn't care about anything, but uh, man, that guy, he wouldn't see his kids for eight weeks. I can't imagine summer. them like that. Right. I mean, I don't have kids, but like, I just, I can't imagine it. He took pride in it. He's like, "Oh, the way at camp, you know, they're they're at camp and they're there though. They have a great time." It's like, yeah, yeah, crying themselves to sleep, wishing they were home with their mother and father. Yeah, probably. Or, or at that point, they're so detached that they're just like, "We, whatever." Like, you know. I think they were pretty young. Oh, like yeah, I actually didn't know. Maybe yeah, elementary school. Oh god, yeah. yeah, that's terrible. And 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 just I just thought that was. I don't know. I just, it, to me, it's odd. I mean, I, I, I like to be with my kids. I like to, you know, go to their activities. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine them at that age, especially being away for so long. Now that they're older, I, it wouldn't be as big a deal. We, we, we felt, we felt dirty going on the honeymoon for like 10 days because of dogs. You know what I mean? We're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like our poor puppies, you know, like, so I don't, I don't know how anyone does that with their kids, but, but, but Kirk says it all the time. Gary's Gary's a TV guy. There's nothing in the head. Oh, it's so it's just, right? It's just vapid and just, you know, it's, uh, what's my next gig? And, mm-hmm. you know, a great voice, but yeah, that's exactly what movie what can say. they get in? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's somebody with a real voice, not like meter. For for real. Yeah. And, and just, just completely, like, he's a guy that would talk about hockey, like Kirk said. He's mm-hmm. a guy that would talk about hockey, have zero knowledge of it, and but wouldn't give a shit. And then, like, laugh, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, what do I know? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Bob McSaddy, you but, got a question for Tim? Um, no, I was just waiting. You guys are doing the nostalgia thing. I like hearing about the WEEI stuff. I just wanted Tim's thoughts on when Kirk finally made that transition and when all that BS was going on with Kirk when he was off the air. Did you think that Kirk was going to stick around with EEI when he took his leave of absence or... 
Um, I, I actually thought the radio.com podcast enough about me was going to go further than it was. Cause he was so vocal about the podcast. He loved the podcast. He had a vision and Jerry would say, Oh, I upset Kirk. I, I, I criticized the podcast and he knew that would always get under Kirk's skin. So I knew, I, I knew from listening to him how passionate he was about it. I didn't realize the restriction they put on. So I was, I was wrong. I thought he was going to stick with that, getting paid to do a, something he loved, which was a podcast on his own, almost like any creative person. They don't care if anybody sees it. They just want to put it out there. They have to get it out of their, their system because it's their, it's their, their skill, their talent, their artistic uh, value. And they just want to, get it out there and and i thought that would last but um you know from the story he tells it sounds like it was almost even worse uh trying to do that podcast with the studio we had was right. tiny mm-hmm. and having to share it so um i mean i was i i missed hearing him in the morning when he left and i was still listening to mutton jerry yeah totally but, yeah there was nothing else to listen to mm. there was nothing mm-hmm you know, I had my other podcast, but I'd listen to them later in the day, in the morning, taking a shower, driving to work. I want to listen to something that was live, that was current, and there was nothing. I um, I just want to go back to something that you said. Remember how livid he would get when Jerry Jerry criticized the podcast? Oof. Like 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 you you said exactly what Jerry would have said, and then Kirk would have thrown something across the fucking room. Yep. Like yep. and just snapped. Like you, you know, like sorry, I put fucking time into something. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> passion total passionate and you could tell like that last year that's all he wanted to do was the podcast he had given that speech about the podcast mm-hmm. um and he knew he knew he knew i don't know how those those guys didn't know he was broadcasting it that he knew radio was dying yep um and the fights he was having they would just it wasn't going to pan out on radio and i thought the radio.com venture would satisfy two things one from a from a corporate perspective and the you know still employee under contract and then the other was from a uh, personal perspective for kirk that he could do his thing but man they just continued to just completely shiv him and that time he came back on with jerry and mutt that like hour remember that radio show yeah yep that was awesome Mm-hmm. It's it was, that was so, so electric, good. yeah. He's, oh. just, he's just a content machine, you know what I mean? He's just and anything he touches is gold. Just nonstop. Just it was no so loyalty, good when he came back. no loyalty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what I like live by that. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh fuck <laughs> you! Like you took the other side. Um, I had a question about how different do you think this show would have been if um, Kirk got Ken or Curtis to come with him. Uh, and, and wasn't it Ken that he actually wanted? Yeah, and Ken's just, like, Ken, I get Ken having to be, like, like Kevin having to worry about his family and, like, money and stuff, but, like, yeah. Kirk calls him a snake, so something else happened. I thought Jerry was, well, didn't, the backstory on that was Jerry knew that Kirk was going to try to poach them, so he ended up getting those two guys more money anyway. Yeah, that, that is what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. what happened, but, but right. they still could have said, like, no, I'm going with Kirk, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know. Do, do you think, does it come from uh, a sense of, um, 
one, you know how it is working with somebody. You're comfortable with them. You know how they operate. And they did work for a while together. And Ken was getting really, really good with the drops at the I, end. Yeah, he was, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it just would be. I think I feel like it'd be different, but. But at the same time, like Steve said, they don't have a $100,000 studio. If they did, he'd right. be as good as Ken. So then yeah. Ken, yeah. Ken is subjected to the same problem. But would Ken be as good as Steve as, at organizing these events? I mean, I think Steve was a driving force oh, behind right. Madawaska, yeah. VFW, the Wilburn, all that stuff. Is Ken or Curtis even capable of you know, putting shit like that together? Curtis is capable of pouring daddy's money in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously, if Kirk had thoughts of having them having him on then uh, then he obviously saw what the value would be and, and let's face it kirk's always right mm-hmm. you know he, he, he um but there and, is also recency bias like even in even in always being right you know like he sees ken he thinks that's the way forward but actually like by mike's daddy said steve was the right choice yeah yeah so, and uh yeah. let's let's lest we forget mark moroso <laughs> was oh producing God. for a while and he's not producing anymore <laughs> which, which what does he do yeah. now do you know i think construction right is that what they were saying or is oh is he totally out i thought he, he's not producing at all i don't i think they said he got into construction or he got into the oh family business or whatever that was that was mentioned <laughs> on the podcast every once in a while when they bring up mark moroso yay bro <sighs> you know can you guys hang on one sec I, my dog is crying and yeah no problem there we go. Uh, sorry. You good? There's only one of the kids is home, so they can let him off. Um, yeah, so he must have – He obviously, Kirk saw something in what he, he that he wanted from either Ken or Curtis at the new show. And that would be interesting to see what it what it would have been. And, and I don't uh, – let's face it. I don't think Ken would be the dink that he is on the Greg Hill show yeah, no, if he was not. with Kirk. Yeah. And, and I think Kirk would have – um, completely made that nerd funny because he is a nerd's nerd. Even yeah, his voice. Yeah, totally I, oh, I can't stand his voice. Um, but it, 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 I, that's a good question. I wonder what it was that he really wanted from Ken. Maybe it was just the engineering part, the technical aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, Kirk always says he is the least technical person in the world. Which I, I don't like find that hard to believe, but like a lot of this stuff is so easy. You know, I, I, I just I wonder if he just doesn't really like try. Like he's only forty five, you know. Forty six. Oh Jesus, excuse me, forty six. <laughs> oh, that's a big miss right there, buddy. Yeah. Big miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder, or, or if it, is it one of those? You know, I don't want to learn how to do my clothes in the washing machine because then I have to do them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably true, isn't it? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, he's the talent. Yeah, that's fair. He's like, I don't have to do that other shit. Like, <laughs> I make the money around here. You guys just keep doing all the other shit. Um, so let's just kind of like just move straight on like down the timeline. What were your like initial thoughts when Kirk like was moving to Barstool? Um, I, like, I, I can say personally, I was pretty ha- uh, happy for it. Like, I you know being like a longtime Barstool fan and just like loving Dave. You know, I thought I thought that uh, that you know I I kind of like no one envis- envisioned this, but I thought it would be big. You know. Hmm. I um I thought it was great because hearing what was happening with radio.com it's like oh it would, you know 
Kirk's back to this spot where he's being confined, restricted, and can't be himself and can't do everything that he wants to do to deliver the product as he sees it that it could be. So I'm with you. I thought it would be great. And I am not a Barstool fan. I used to read the Jerry Poe. I, you know, I had the app for a while, way, way, way back when. Um, I There's nobody on Barstool that I followed. I barely read anything anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I re, I'm old enough to remember when I worked in Boston and would see uh, Portnoy's homeless minions handing out the <laughs> Boston sheet on the red line. And mm-hmm. so I used to take the red line from Dorchester into downtown. Um, so I was a fan when I was younger, and then it kind of waned, and it, it got more into like – it got, for me, it got way too sporty. Everything was sports, yeah, I and I wanted. Yeah. I I used to like the old balance of, you know, pop culture. I really like that piece. So, yep. um, but I loved when he said that's where he's going. I'm with you. I, I I do think Dave is awesome. Um, he's the most awesome idiot I've ever uh, encountered online. <laughs> but I think it's a great home for him, and and um, good fit. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was. I, I was thrilled because I just thought, you know what, politics aside. Now that we know their politics, which is basically if you don't think like them, you're you're this alt-right KKK member. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Dave took – Dave obviously had more of an approach of let's make this uh, entertaining as opposed to corporate. And if you can make it entertaining, and I don't agree with you. I don't give a shit as long as the money's coming in, and I thought this is going to be good. Um, so – you had you had a big weekend with Steve from Providence. You, you were you there for most of his journey? Like, can you give us a behind the scenes look at what you were there for, what Steve was going through? Did you see his testicles? <laughs> so <laughs> it was a very stinky weekend. Oh. I'll stop by saying that. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw somebody. You know what? Oh, thank you so much for asking that, by my Daddy, because I saw the tweets. I I, I never favorite tweets. Well, I, I favored favorited Tim's or Ziggy's reply because Z- Ziggy replied to Tim, "You don't know what fat guy smell is, but you had Stephen Providence in your car Sunday night." <laughs> that was and funny. I, I thought that was excellent. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Steve from Providence. First of all, I want to clarify something. Kirk said none of the OGs thought he would make it, and that is absolutely false. I didn't just think he would make it; I knew he would make it. So um, determined. I absolutely knew who would make it. And that's not because I, I have this, you know, longstanding knowledge of Steve from Providence. The reason I knew he was going to make it, and I said that from the get-go, he will do this, is two reasons. One, he's a Marine. Don't tell a Marine you don't think he can do something. And two, I talked to him a couple times because he said, hey, can you help me up? You're, you're pretty good with the computer. Can you help me with a route? I can't go on the highways. You know, it was pretty easy for me. Just go on Google and look. And I, did, mm. I actually ended up fucking him in a few places. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so <laughs> I owned up later, but I didn't realize it. You know, it doesn't really give you the street view of a, uh, a, the grade of the, the hill you're going up. But uh, Oh, jeez. So I talked to him a few times, and I, I would ask him, you know, what what's your thoughts on how you're going to do this? You know, he gets a lot of shit for uh, just being, I don't know, just people don't think that he's as sharp as he is. Mm-hmm. The guy is always prepared for the OG show. It may not seem it, but he actually is the one that puts that show together. He does all the coordination. 
yes, is, that's not very hot. But he also gives us a rundown of what we what he'd like to discuss. He gets feedback on that. Uh, he's actually really good at keeping the show uh, concise, mostly because he has to get to bed and get ready for work. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we go off on tangents. We absolutely try to derail him all the time because he laughs about it. But the guy knows what he's doing. And he'll say, you know, I'm nervous about this. I don't know if I have it all together. And, and I'm, I'm getting less impressed because he definitely knows what he's doing. Um, cause I'd, I'd be impressed if he didn't know. And he, he amazed me and he didn't amaze me that he did that walk. I knew he could do it. And I'm still absolutely freaking amazed because every time I would see him and check in on him, I felt worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. as the oh. day went on or the night. And then the morning he looked like shit. Um, he looked like he could barely walk. I, I felt real bad for him when he was just about in tears at, at the end of the walk. Oof, that yeah. was that was kind of tough to watch, you know. He, he he's he that guy has got so much freaking fortitude. It's it's oh, yeah. to be commended. It's it's just I I could never do it. He, he um it was almost like how dare people think that I can't do this? I I can, and not only that, I want to go to the show. That's what cracks me up about yeah. him. Every time I saw him. He would, you know, he's tired, it's middle of the night, and he's still cracking a joke. Or he'd laugh about something that I'd say. Uh, it just completely impressed me. Um, that, um, and... that actually reminds me of something that, um, that, that came up this week on the show where, where they, they, when Jared was on, they called Steve. And, like, and he, you know, Kirk can, yep. say, Kirk, Kirk can say what he, what he wants about, like, Steve not being funny in X amount of time and whatever. You know, it's obviously a yeah. joke. But, yeah. but they, they call Steve, and, and, and Steve not has the balls, but, like, has, like, the wherewithal <laughs> right? to, to make that joke to, to Jared. He's just like, oh, Jared, you made that girl yet? And it's just fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm like, all right, Steve's back, baby. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, and, he, and he was at, what was he at, like, mile 30? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He's just, like, piping, like, like trudging along, you know? I mean, the guy, he walked 90 miles in, like, 36 hours. Crazy. I saw him at the kickoff at, like, 7.15. Mm-hmm. Um, we coordinated a couple of things because one of the things – oh, so going back to how I knew – how the only reason I knew he was going to do it is because of what he said. And I said, how are you going to accomplish this? And I was just curious because, you know, runners have a way that they run. You think, like, oh – you run uphill different than you run downhill, but there's a way that, that you can run to be successful. There is a science behind it. And he said, I'm not thinking about 90 miles. I'm thinking about every two miles. I just need to do every two miles. I'm going to bite this off in two miles. And that also had to do with my minimum is I have to do two miles per hour to mm-hmm. get there on time. Well, it's and true. then if I can increase that pace, great. And I'll see where I can slow it down a little. Although some people said, you know, you want to be more consistent. And he said, I'm, I'm loading up with uh, with water more than Gatorade, um, a light pack, um, and he said, I'm just going to do this in, in two-mile increments, and that's it. And he did. And that, and when he told me that's the way he was looking at doing it and that he had already been walking a few times and people were like, what, you took the day off before the big walk? Well, marathoners don't run the day before they have a marathon. Yeah, of course not. They, they, they go for a short run, but they certainly don't do a marathon. Um, and... He, he did a little prep that week before, so, you know, he broke the sneakers in. And so he he approached it um, very wisely, I thought. And that's what convinced me he was going to be able to not just anybody with bluster like a certain former intern that thought I'm going to walk 88 miles with this guy. And I can tell you 
from what a dope he is oh my yeah, god we can switch to that we yeah that's that, that is perfect timing because yeah. that, that brings us right into like this week short that's exactly where we wanted to go oh my short sighted so when he when he walked so we were at the planet fitness at like seven o'clock on saturday morning for the i guess you call it a step off get that from 90210 the step <laughs> off so when they stepped off you guys and steve talking. was you guys keep talking i'm gonna go to the bathroom sorry okay. I, um when Steve started walking, he already was in in a in in his walking mode. He actually, I don't think he wanted anybody with him. He certainly didn't want people slowing him down. But when he first stepped away with uh, LK, right, uh, Goldilocks, and I think John, Justin was already trailing behind. And and BMD, I'm talking out of the pocket right. lot. Yeah, I remember seeing some stuff on Twitter, but I mean, who, who, like, you know, Kirk was a little upset that there was not much, uh, you know, video. Who, who, who? Steve's partially to blame for that—that that he wasn't more specific with Justin. Steve Robinson. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seemed, yeah, it seemed like there was some like criticism a, on Saturday and Sunday of that. Yeah, there's lot. There could have been lots of good footage we could have pulled for that. Just you know, for content, whether it's for YouTube or. Boston so in general. that that was you know at first i'm like well you know obviously kirk knows better than me that's why he has a show right. and i'm thinking well how many times during the middle of the night is he gonna get steve saying how you feeling i'm tired right, i'm sore right. by the way right. get the fuck away from me i'm trying to walk <laughs> he was in his own yeah. I, the guy yeah. was in his own from step one um but oh big mangled nuts big uh fucking balls swollen mangled nuts that Kirk and Steve <laughs> saw. So uh just that was a big mess because uh, at one point so I was keeping in touch with Steve the whole time. I went home, I was keeping in touch with him via phone and then mm. we coordinated it like um I think it was around 9 at night. The whole plan was I was going to drive out to meet him in the middle of the night and he could crash for a little while. Uh, in the back, I get the minivan, I got it all yeah. set up so he can just crash in there for a little bit. And then I was going to leapfrog ahead and just meet him. Um, and the guy is such in the zone. He's like, I don't have time to sleep. I, I met him, Kevin and JJ at 1230 in the morning. And I forget what it's not Starbridge, maybe Southbridge. Yeah. And so I had been coordinating with him and he's like, yeah, we walk, I walk through here and, and here, there and everywhere. He, he's talking about like going through a hunting, um, not reserved, but like a hunting area, uh, <laughs> a woman that gave him a hard time. I'm like, man, Justin missed out. And yeah. at one point he was telling me, and I, I'm a big pussy when it comes to the dock and he's driving. I'm driving in the dock. Like, man, if my car breaks down, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to call. There's no signal. And oh, shit. this guy's walking through it in the middle of nowhere. No houses oh. around for miles, no street lights. Cars driving by really fast on the dock road. He's telling me, yeah, at one point, I heard some coyotes tearing apart some poor animal, just ripping them apart. Oh, and another point, he's getting on his phone, coyote warning, which I've never heard of. And Steve's from the city, like you guys. You know, we live in yeah. metropolitan areas. He's like, I don't know what the fuck it was. And apparently, there was a bunch of coyotes running around, and oh, they're out in the wild. And he's like, I got a, a warning. I'm thinking, man, Justin could have got that, like, 
Steve, what do you think about the coyote warning right yeah. now that you're walking into in this little valley? Um, Did Steve bring a, like a weapon? This that might be like a stupid question, but like a knife so or anything maybe just in case. He uh, no, he didn't. And it's funny you mentioned that because at one point he said, "I wish I brought mace," and I said, "Well, you're in luck. I have some, and I brought it with me." <laughs> so I, I when I met up with him at twelve thirty, I had mace. Uh, I brought another. I brought a knife. Uh, but he's like, nah, I, again, yeah, God in his own, he's no. like, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And, and he had been sitting with Kevin and JJ. JJ walked with him for a little while, and Kevin gave him some gas station sandwich that probably would have killed him if he ate it at the time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually, I told my wife, um, I work every other weekend at the hospital. I was on that weekend. Um, I, I said that, that I was really bummed I didn't take one of the nights off just to, like, just to help Steve. Like, I don't know him at all. Like, he... The, the one time he ever talked to us, he, he got us our picture with Kirk at, in Saco, yeah. you know, like, but, um, such, but I, a, such a nice guy. He yeah, is, totally. I, I just wish I could have helped him. He is one of the nicest, funniest guys I've met. And he's bigger than he, I thought he is, too, than I thought he was, too. Yes. Like, like, I don't mean that I mean, in a bad way. He's like, he's, no. you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's a. He's a big guy. He's like my height. He's not tall, mm-hmm. but he's a he's a big guy. So that's a lot to carry, right? And by the way, speaking of carrying, you know, Steve, what's in your pack? Anything you can light? No, I got some waters. I need these waters. I get this socks and underwear, blah, blah, blah. You know, the guy was prepared. Justin, right. what's in your pack? A change of clothes. The fucking thing weighed he, 20 pounds. I, he didn't I even felt bring it. water. Like, I know no. I said that. He's so dumb. And, and Steve just said, I ain't giving him any. And I am not oh. waiting for him to get find some. Like he's oh. like, I'm not waiting for you, Justin, while you run into a store to get water. I'm wa-. Oh. But I picked up Justin's pack while we were at the kickoff area. Oh. It weighed a ton, like it was biting into his shoulders. So dumb. And he's he's a big guy, right? But yeah. I'm like, Justin, that's heavy for anybody. After five miles, that thing's gonna feel like a ton of bricks. No, no, I'll be all right. I get a. Ch- I don't know what he brought for a change of clothes. It must have been a tuxedo, foul <laughs> weather gear, uh, winter gear, because it weighed a ton for a bag of clothes um but so steve um the areas that i would drive ahead like a touch base with them then i'd I'd drive ahead this is just the middle of the night because there were other people that met him along the route but i think at one point he just wanted to be alone he just wanted to walk and be alone and i wouldn't be surprised i'm convinced that he slept walked at some point because you know how it is. You yeah, guys have yeah. been there when you're up so long and you're fatigued. Um, he probably was sleeping while he was walking, and it's just muscle muscle memory at that point. Just move one leg in front of the other. This, yeah, yeah that that goes like without saying, but like that, like I mean, this goes without saying, but like that's when you're like also like I like you're like craziest. You know what I mean? You're right, just like, oh, delirious. Shit. Yeah, right? yeah. You're, you're yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, I mean, can you imagine three in the morning? You're walking in the middle of nowhere. So at that point, at 3 in the morning, he was in Massachusetts. And not only that, he was in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts because he purposely took a route that kept him out. of. He, he could have gone a more direct route through Springfield and Chicopee. So, you know, shithole one and shithole two. And so – and it would have been like in the middle of the night. So we purposely looked at – and JJ helped me with this, looking at the map. And a couple mm-hmm. other – I think 617 Report, too, looked at the map. And they, they had some feedback in, in trying to find the best – easiest route without a lot no matter what in central mass you're gonna hit elevation it just that's the way it is right um and the fact that he was like three in the morning that's lonely man and it was it was cool out but there was a lot of mist 
there's you're not walking through middles of towns you're walking on like side streets in some locations uh one area was a not even a road it was a dirt road or a gravel road imagine um, imagine seeing Stephen providence walk through your neighborhood you know what i mean like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? but he but you know what he didn't the guy he had his black sweatshirt sweatpants his hat his hood on and he just he was just continue it was like it was like a machine it was just continuous even so this is what impressed me the most um at, <laughs> he was giving me shit about this so at the end so lauren lauren lynn mm-hmm. at um at the end walked like the last 10 miles with him so like i said people had helped him along the way just walking with him um trying to help keep his spirits up but also you know he didn't want a lot of people with him because he didn't want to lose his pace right mm-hmm. um and I guess one guy set up like a scavenger type hunt on the way, and he's like, "I'm not fucking doing that. I'm trying yeah, to get no, the show. <laughs> you don't have time for that." So Lauren helped him the last, I think, ten miles, and the last two miles, Redline Callahan, who lives in the area, mm-hmm. he scoped it out and he said, "You know what? Um, there's a way to get him to go the same same distance to the same destination without having to go up this." this steep bridge and come down the other side because at that point the guy could barely walk Mm -hmm. so i went out and met them on the bike path and um that was the last it was the shortest piece of the last distance and he's like how far is this tim and Mm -hmm. i just fucking flat out lied and i said literally i think it's less than a mile from here it was like 2.7 miles oh geez (laughs) but i you know how it is when you just it's not physical anymore it's mental Mm -hmm. and what impressed me was that that he was giving me shit about later but i'm like i had to i had to lie you just you're so close but his pace was still better than what i was able to do and i was not i had been driving the whole night that's great and he was still because i think he was just in that repetitive motion he was still quicker than i would have been able to walk uh that last mile it was amazing absolutely amazing like when you see him come walking in that parking lot he's been chugging along at that that pace for i don't know how maybe 20 miles he looks like a zombie at that point too doesn't he just just incredible an an incredible feat that i'm glad got the recognition um from kirk obviously and then from wwlp (laughs) um so moving on from steve there's lots of talk this week about this this project that kirk's working on a lot, of the minute fans, <laughs> a lot of Minute fans are curious. Had dropped the theory uh, two shows ago. He dropped another theory today that I like, that I hope he brings up. Do you have any thoughts on this? And is it going to affect the KMS podcast, like Kirk was saying? Maybe bringing it down to three days a week or less? Or What are your thoughts well, on that? I mean, he's so about the, the number of shows, he's been pretty yeah. vocal. One, right. he wants to get away from us. Can't say that I blame him, right? Right. Uh, but he'll. But he's still not going away. Like he's going to make contact, right? And we're going to find him. Like, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, like he's, things. like he said, these people are going to kill me, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I mean, personally, sometimes I take a step back and look at what am I doing? I'm the official historian, and I, I write notes about a guy's life, and I'm writing about his <laughs> psychiatrist, and you know, it's, it's psychotic. It is psychotic, uh, but I am not into wearing people's skin as a face mask. Um, <laughs> I I have no reason not to believe him. Kirk is very transparent, and he has said, I want away from this world. I don't want to be doing this show as it is anymore. 
I, I have no reason not to believe him at all. He's always pretty much projected what he's going to do. As far as what he's going to do, I have no clue. No, it, I saw the suggestions, a couple that I thought they got debunked, and he's like, nope, that's not it. And I finally resigned myself to one fact. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm on board. But mm-hmm. I have no – what do you guys think? I have no clue. Uh, originally, I thought that it would be like long-form interviews, kind of like 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 because uh, he had said that. Um, yeah. So I was I was kind of hoping it'd be like that because I, I love enough about me um, as I, I know all of us in this conversation. Those long forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and he's so good at it. Like he's so good with Stephen Hyden. I don't know a thing about the shit he's talking about. I hate fucking Bruce Springsteen. Same, like, same. You know, and I just couldn't I'm like, agree more. I'm like, this is so good, man. But and it was so interesting. I agree. Yeah, and and I, I know we talked to Blind Mike Spinis about this, but the same thing with Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know a, a fucking. I didn't even know there were there were two Van Halens, and there's a son. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, like I was, I'm 30. Uh, I listen to like rap for like a zillion, like like all my life. You know what I mean? Like, my favorite yeah. album is by Adele. Like, I'm I don't know <laughs> awesome. Springsteen. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 25 is my favorite album ever. It's great. Um, but so anyway, I I. From the way that they're talking, I wonder if him and Steve are investigating something again. I wonder if Steve is the new Curtis, like helping him find shit, like helping him try like to like investigative. Yeah, like like just because they're like, oh, well, we did this or we did that or like where we were going, and they talked about like Meth Mile again being around addicts, and like obviously that's like probably like a joke, but like but but then I think he said somebody from Barstool was gonna help out maybe, and like I just don't. I and how is that going to be super successful? I think you know. So I, I, I also know that I that like whatever it is, like you said, I'm gonna love it. So do do you think? Do you guys think it's that's a good it's it's a good point that you brought up because he does do great with those expose type of things, right? Which we don't have enough of anymore. There's no more. There's virtually no real journalists anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's kind of like a Ronan Farrow type of uh, scenario? Oh geez, that um, Dude, dang, I mean, like, he talks about taking up a lot of his time. Yeah, investigative stuff. You know, you gotta look into things. You gotta do research. Yeah, and remember things. how close they yeah. were on Marty Walsh right. before he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. So and, I wonder- and the uh, what was that? The uh, the two knuckleheads were organizing that. Uh, oh yeah. Not not white pride, but that you know where you met the straight, straight, straight pride. Yeah, something. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he's so yeah. good at he, he's so good at it. Boston investigates kind of sounds good. Like that could be a new, you know, content creator for Barstool. You know, they have a new new arm of Barstool called Barstool Investigates or something. And didn't I, Portnoy I like say he really liked the idea? Yeah, that he wasn't involved. That, that's what makes me think that it's not investigative because like because <laughs> there's a content machine. The enemies of Barstool though. Yeah, that's tr- yeah. You know it mean? could it could just be like yo, let's expose these fucking frauds. Like let's go on the offensive. You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Did did and didn't he mention that it would also really mitigate the amount of impact that Murchison could have on it, on him in Bastol. I, I thought he had he mentioned did. something like Bob yeah, wouldn't be able to him. really affect him as much. What if the secret right. project is them going on like the subscription through Barstool, like Erica said? You know what I mean? And then it's just like, so now we're going to have to pay, and that's why he's going to give us fucking And it's less. three days a week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So maybe it's just like that kind of sh- – like any, I don't know. I can't. It's not gonna be bad though. Something. It'll be something. I agree. I can't. I can't. Like I always say, I, I'm the worst person to ask. Like, what? How do you think it'll be? Because I, I'm just a completely yes man. Because I'm convinced everything he does is awesome. Even, uh, but you know, the question I was trying to call in the other day, and the one question I wanted to ask was, what's Mike's role 
in the new right KMS world. Does I'll, he come along with that? I like the I like what they laid out on the podcast where it's Kirk and Steve one day a week, Kirk and Mike one or or, or uh, maybe well, he tweeted. Mike it. comes in. Yeah, no, 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 no. That like where it's where it's Kirk and Steve say on Monday. Kirk and Carabas and Steve on Wednesday, and then Kirk, Mike, and yeah. Steve on Friday. Yeah. So it's you know, or like in switch, it's not always going to be in that order or whatever, but like, but something like that I think would be really good. And then and then you know, sprinkle in the other Barstool content and the other guys they talk to. Right. I think it could be great. Like I don't, I don't think I don't say that and and I don't say that and want less Kirk Minahan. Like I want five days a week, three hours. Like yes, yeah, right. He, he asked that the uh, at that the show like who wants are you guys happy with the ha- hour and a half shows? I was screaming mm-hmm. from North Providence, you know. I was like, no, come on, give us more, man. Like, yeah, but- and if you have you guys noticed the the timestamps, they're, they're all like ninety four. I think the most yeah, he's yeah, had yeah. in the past week and a half ninety eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. understand that though. Like and like yeah. Alex Pena said, he's he's not getting paid for the extra, so you know. No. Everything, is, everything is bonus. So on the subject of Blind Mike. I mean, we, we got to hear him over the weekend, and it just made me realize, I think I'm going to go back in my word, how much I did miss him. He sounded he sounded really good on the phone. He was he was witty. He was funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you miss Mike? Do you, do you want him more, or do you, do you agree with where they're just going to probably bookend him at the beginning of the week, end of the week, or sprinkle him in here and there? Um, I will tell you, so I'm, I'm going back through all the shows again, because there are a few things that I'm noting or notating or hysterating, as I like to say, mm-hmm. which is not a word um, <laughs> that I caught as I listened to shows. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if that's consistent. And there's a few things that I'm finding. One of them is the mic being sensitive. That has been there from day one. I think the second or third show, it started to reveal itself and I, I just don't think mike is built for the show as as it's constituted with kirk and that's not not a knock on mike it's just you know it's i don't think that's necessarily the the show that he necessarily wanted to be involved you know he's a barstool guy first um i do miss him he was funny uh that night uh when they called him i thought he was very funny um but I I totally see where Kirk is coming from. If he can't be the Mike that he needs him to be, then he can't be on the show. And I totally, 100% agree with that. If he's, hey, this is this is a no go area, or that it used to be, or, or um, you know, things like that, and mm-hmm. it, and it kind of restricts what they can talk about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It, it can't happen that way. And Mike has to know that. But I think, yeah, I, think, I think he does. Yeah, and I think part of knowing that or learning that is that, like, we're just – it's – it's. I don't want to say, like, locker room humor, but, like, it's, like, locker room culture. Like, yeah, you're going to get your balls busted, but you're part of the team, bro. Like, just – Yeah. You, like, like yeah. We, got, we got you if shit comes up, but, like, you got to take your lumps. Like, that's your job. Like, you're the you're the low man. You have to take the lumps. Like Yeah, he, he – and Kirk has always said, I like a guy that I can have to um, – uh, be my punching bag. He mm-hmm. wants that guy. Steve's not really that guy. Yeah, uh, no, in, in, in the same either. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I also think sorry to cut you off, but I also think Steve no, Steve thinks he, like 
by the way that he's paid, he doesn't need to take it. Where he's just like, I don't, I'm above this. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, and I love Steve. Like I always say, I love Steve so much. But I, but I always, th- I think when Kirk starts to beat up on Steve, he's just like, no, I'm too good for this. Although now I would kind of say he's coming out of that, and it's anymore just like rolls with the punches. But he's doing like the passive, like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. that's a good point. Maybe that's from the the traditional radio days. Like, I'm the producer. Yeah. And Kirk yeah. is like, no, you're the producer of the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yeah. You know? you know, it's, it's like it's like Dwight. No, you're you're the assistant to the producer. Yeah. The assistant. <laughs> you're not the assistant manager. You're the assistant to the manager. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I am on record as as on the show of saying I'll never criticize Kirk, but I'm gonna take that back right now. Didn't love the mustache. It. It's just it, it wasn't for me. My my yeah. wife said it made him look old. I hope I hope he doesn't hear that. But that's what she said. She's like he looks old now, and she met him and said he was handsome in person. But ooh, ooh. really? Yeah, it, I was right. I was a little upset. I was a little jelly. But you know he's my hero, so I can't really hate. <laughs> I I thought the look was great, especially with the the cut he was wearing that he got at the VFW. That was a great oh my look. god, so good. That yeah. was so awesome. <laughs> so, but, but uh, mustaches are creepy. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah, mustache ride. My dad, my dad has a fantastic mustache, but like other than those, I'm like that. It's weird on anybody else's face. Like, I mean, think think about it nowadays. You hear about someone's like people will say, "Do you have so and so has a mustache?" It's almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, a uh, I don't know how to put it. It's like a stigma. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, not, not... Gr- growing up, everybody had one. Not in November anymore. Now it's supposed to be like yeah. no shave. There's there's a fantastic uh, no shave November video. I'll have to tweet out um, that that I really I really think that you'll enjoy, Tim. I'll have to I'll have to see if I can find it. But yeah, like, please send it along. Yeah. But I'm excited. You know what I'm talking about? Is it the one I'm in? It's the one from South Korea. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no, kidding. Oh, now I get to see it. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> so yeah, I get a question. A bunch of guys in the army did, but go ahead. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, I definitely Korea want to see this now. Um, tweet it out. I get a couple questions for you guys. So, do you guys think if they go to the three days a week, do you think there'll be three like two and a half hour shows? And I have another question for you. Knowing knowing Kirk and how he he he's so giving, you know what I mean. He always gives more than he has to. I, I'm I would assume yes, if that was the case. But he criticizes Howard Stern. Yeah, he criticizes Howard Stern for moving to three days too sometimes. And how easy Howard gets it. So I, I mean, I would assume he'd give us more than the the, the minimum for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I would hope so as well. Especially just because he has he has like a lot to say, you know. It's, and he can yeah. pretend sometimes that he doesn't. But but I think I think there's a lot of things that he wants to comment on. Excuse me. I um, I, I oh sorry. Totally agree with you. I think that's probably the main reason. Unless the secret project takes up more of his time, I agree. I think the shows will be extra long, jam packed for two. Mm-hmm two to three hours yeah, get us through the week yeah totally. um yeah. and speaking of that so are there what do you fill your time your listening time with once kirk goes to three days a week do you guys have other podcasts other radio or music that you listen to i oh sorry go ahead no i'm I mean, other than Kirk, I mean, it's fantasy football season, so it would probably just be filled with that stuff just to make sure I'm good to go with fantasy football. But if there's no Kirk, I don't know what else I would do in the off season, really. Yeah, so, I, I, I wouldn't pick anything up, honestly. If, if Kirk was off two days, two more days a week, I would just – I'd probably go to Kirk strictly in the car, you know what I mean, to, to stretch yeah. it out that way. And then, like, you know, our, 
our our wives put up with it, but they don't love it. So it saves them a little bit, you know. So I think I think that's probably what I would do. But I'm not like I said. I used to be used to be really big into part of my take, and I fell off the wagon yep. there. Um, so I'm not. I don't. There's nothing really out there that interests me. Um, you know, maybe I guess I would try to take up more, try to take in more minifan content. You know, but, but just just to fill the void. You know. Yeah, that's a good point because I see uh, Channel Zero. They have their own RSS feed, mm-hmm. uh, which I subscribe to. Now, um, anal, anal does as well. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. Anal. It, yeah. Put a little lube. What? No. <laughs> oh, that I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> What's the podcast? Uh, it's what? What does it stand for? BMD? Is it? Oh, Jesus Christ! Adam. Uh, Adam. Oh, those guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Adam, Ned, and Latino Kirk. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh okay. Those guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> so they're doing an RSS feed, which I love. Oh, nice. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to that. I'm with you. Like, I'll probably get more into. Minifan content, like I'm so far, like I want to get caught up with Quantum Week stuff. Uh, oh yeah, and th- there's other things that people. Oh, like Rob Manawaska, Rob's coming back with some insane news. I can't wait for that. I do miss the Menace podcast. Sorry if that pisses people off. I miss that. Mm-hmm. But oh, by the way, he's involved with a new project that is pretty good. It's called Fairground Fuckups, and oh. it's about um, it's me Menace. It, yeah, <laughs> good eye, mate. It's about uh. Uh, accident at uh, amusement parks. In, amusement uh, parks. Call into my show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's pretty goddamn good. It's they're only like 20, 25 minutes long, and uh, they're a little. You know, the latest one was a little. Crocky, I don't want to say graphic, head. but <laughs> uh, people died. Uh, oh jeez. But it's it's died. pretty good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to come back. But um, <laughs> do you, well, before we wrap it up, I don't know if she has anything else, but we need to get your, uh, I, we, we did ask you to submit us some of your favorite prank calls and one of your favorite calls that you've also made on your own, but Barstool, Kirk's, this show's only a few, I mean, one, one and a half years old. Do you have any favorite calls besides myself into the uh, Kirk Minnie? Yes. I, I, and I have so many, fa- again. I'm I'm the wrong guy to ask because I love the calls. I, I like the new Billboard guy's funny. I, oh my god, I love that guy. Oh, he's I excellent. Did, How does Kirk not know it's him? My, I, <laughs> right? He fooled me today. He fooled me today. Oh, I had him I right away. Step, he said his name was Cal. Oh, I didn't hear it yet. <laughs> I know. I got I got to step this, up my game. I got, I got called out, so I'm gonna. Say yeah, he I got, did I call you out. Yeah. I got a surprise. This there's so many. I want to do like BMD. You like we you and I talk about when we listen to Rich and Sal clips. I want to yeah. just and, and this is part of what I'm cataloging is writing down who they are and what time they called, if they're like kind of a known entity. Um, and so that I can go back and, and I'm going to start pulling the sound from them. And there are so, so many that I, I genuinely, I, I, all of them, um, Coppa, uh, Drunk Greg Hill, Sopranos, uh, Gary Callahan doesn't call in enough. Um, oh, I love Gary. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so I, I think, I would love to hear in a row on a radio show, not on Kirk show. On a radio show, I'd love to hear Blind Mike's daddy, then Blind Mike's penis, then crying Blind Mike. They, they I like, and I know I'm missing some that I genuinely. Uh, you know who I haven't heard in a while that I always thought was pretty funny was uh, Jerry's uncle. Um, oh yep, he was pretty. But 
Oh, uh, John just, Stewart. Yeah, Love John Stewart. And I know yeah. John's uh, not trying to be funny, but I like to I, – I, Really nice guy I, too. He, I, I wish I met him when we were up in Saco when I was uh, next to you guys. Oh, you didn't I, meet I, him? Oh, jeez. No, you guys pointed him out. I really wanted to meet him too, and oh. I'm so bummed I didn't get to meet him. Um, but I, I have a clip, and I'm, I'm going to make it. I just got a new oh, phone. I'm going to make it my um... – <laughs> Ringtone. Say that. Say that again. All aboard. <laughs> so, so, so John, I have a clip of John. Then I'm gonna make my text notification. And he was talking one day. It's not the all aboard. One day he made a sound on the show and he went. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> it's so good. He's just, he's just awesome. He just, he goes right into it. But I will say it. I'll say it again. And I will say it until I don't like them. The two callers that I think of my favorite, you know, everybody has Donald Trump and every, I, I'm with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. My personal favorites are Nick and KB. Oh, yeah. I, fucking, <laughs> I love them. They haven't called in in a while. They haven't. <laughs> Nick, no, uh, yeah, Nick called in. Uh, was it Nick or KB? I think it was Nick when I was on with Mike one time when he was running for senate and i was on with him and it was live i was tongue-tied he's like hey tim it's it's nick and i was like this this is my dream come true (laughs) i i I love those guys i like that they don't call in all the time i like that the stories are it's so incredibly mundane but they're also completely outraged i mean you gotta stop and listen to what they're saying Who, who's the one that says he, he's the laborer? That's um, KB, right? Uh, KB's a laborer, yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's built a persona of he's a, K, he's a laborer who lives in Manhattan, and he drives to Hingham. Brooklyn, I think, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, br- thank you. Brooklyn. Drives to Hingham every morning for mm-hmm. a laborer's job and drives home every night. So he literally has zero time to sleep because when he gets home, he has to get – and he said he's employee of the month, and then he's so like he's so monotone, like yeah, they're, they're thinking of nominate me for a second month in a row. And, and then <laughs> and then Nick fixing dirt bikes in Manhattan, mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy didn't Clever. pay him. <laughs> the stories they create, I I just I love them. I I can't wait to go through and find all their calls, and then I'm gonna pull them out, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna play them for me. I, I, those guys, I I know it sounds to some people, they're like, I don't get those two. I know I've seen the tweets, but for me, I think they're hilarious. Now, I have a question. Does anybody want to make a comment about the uh, Minahan prank caller that was banned from a radio station today? (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Uh, Hmm. That's going to be a long form project, too. I I have an idea with that, (laughs) that I would like some more participation on. because if you just play it once, you'd be like, what's so big about that guy getting banned from calling into a show? But I had called in like 10 minutes before that. And I was trying to, I slipped in S.E. Robinson and Kirk Minahan, and I was talking about Russian election interference, Chinese election interference. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? Can you say it again? Because I, I was speaking I was speaking like Hillbilly Jim. I'm like, yep. oh, good, good afternoon, but... Uh, you know, uh, this uh, this uh, this election fraud. Uh, I was talking to my buddies at the Five and Dime, uh, Jesse Robinson and Jerry Minahan, and they were talking about Russian interference and Chinese interference. The guy's like, "Whoa, whoa, what? What are you talking about?" I was at the Five and Dime with the uh, Jesse Robinson, and Kirk Minahan, and he's like, "All right, buddy, have a good one." Sounds like Richard hey, it, it was Freeform Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, now, and then I called I called back in. I was like, hey, I have a missed call from you. Did you call me? See, you call I, me? Like, see that's the type of shit I love. That's like Nick and KB. Yeah. And, and you totally rattled him. I did. And I, and I thought, and I was like, he's like, no, we don't we do not do outgoing calls. And I was like, well, what the fuck? We don't do call fuck? outs. <laughs> and, and, I, and I cussed, and I thought he, I thought it got on the air, but it didn't. I was already on air. Nah. I guess he already had hung up on me. I was like, damn. So, of course, I'm listening to it. Because we were coordinating, because we're psychotic, <laughs> and I'm trying not to giggle while I'm hearing the guy say, "I didn't call out to you. We don't do call outs on this show." <laughs> John, John, that's the 401 number. You got it now. <laughs> he got he got bad. He got banned. I'm throwing oh the ban God. on you. I'm throwing the ban. You know what? I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna throw the ban on you. <laughs> Bingo. See, that's the people who love prank calls will know exactly what you guys are talking about. And when that happened, I knew that's what BMD was thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Call I'm going to put the ban on you. <laughs> that you can act the right way. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. This, is, this has been Robin would say the ban. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> like a, now I'm going to let you back on, back on if you can behave. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to see if we could get, you know, the harem that you have created that we're in. I want to see if we can coordinate one day and just call and ask the guy the same question. Hey, I haven't missed call. There must be something going on with your phone line. <laughs> why, why, you keep call, why do you keep calling me? Like, why do you going to get a number from Buffalo, a number from Massachusetts, one so, from Rhode Island? <laughs> so there is another – there's a couple shows that I've noted that, that don't have screeners. Mm. And oh, – are you guys still there? Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, sorry. My thing just, just crapped out. Uh, oh. There's a couple shows that don't have screeners. I'm going to have to find that and send that to our little uh, uh, psycho prank caller, as, or as Kirk says, you know, my uh, my harem of kids that I pick up at a at a uh, bus depot. Um, <laughs> I, call it, I call it the lunch friends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, can you also explain for me, uh, Hillbilly Jim, why getting to the know. top of the getting to the top of the pile and be able to suck someone's dick was the winning prize. Now, hey, I don't care if you're gay or not. <laughs> People are attracted to who they're attracted to. God dang so God, why God. why is it that that's the that's the prize if you win? And do you want to talk about what that call was all about? Because that's one of my favorites too. Oh shit! I don't know where. I mean. <laughs> what else that that made the most sense get on top of the hill and suck a dick now let it be known uh, this Brandon man Walker just had a, that, this man just <laughs> had a beautiful baby girl born last week yeah, who's the the apple of his right eye doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was just at the caucasian hill right oh that was a caucasian hill match you're talking about the first one at the top of the hill gets to suck a dick um See, I don't understand how that's the price. Like, all right, maybe I get to the top of a hill, well, I close because, my eyes, and someone else. <laughs> well, remember, I think there's a there's a there's a drop of Brand, uh, Brandon Walker saying "suck a dick." Oh, that yes. So that's where, yeah, and that's that was that, right after that. Yes. Yeah, that's where I, that's where that came from. And then the hillbilly Jim homage to that to that favorite prank call I like to play from Sal and Richard. And then what worked even better for that fucking call was the person oh my before God, it's me. True. Was Macho Man Randy Savage, who yes. I also, who I also wanted to call in as, but I wasn't upset because that was such a great call. So it just worked out perfectly that you had Macho Man Randy Savage and <laughs> Hillbilly Jim right after that. So it just 
It was just a perfect storm. And I and I was. Like, I don't know if Steve reads reads DMs or not. I'm DMing Steve. I'm like, I'm on hold this hillbilly gym. You got to put me through. You got to put me through. You got to put me through. So, I don't know if he saw that. He's like, all right, let me put you through his hillbilly gym. That but, still uh, cracks me up. And Kirk played it off great. He's like, so now explain this to me again. When you get to the top, if you're first, you get to suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That was that was that was one of my favorite calls. Uh, Brand. So so who is? Uh, so I'll ask Buddy first. Who's your favorite? Uh, favorite prank call, uh, parody call? Because um, not prank calls, right? They're parody calls. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I I would say right now, um, right now it's the California promotion guy. He's mm. he's the one yeah. who like he just always gets a he's laugh good. out of me. I love um, yeah. but. But over the last couple, like like I'd say since since the like the 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 call started, I would have to say um, probably Copper Doodle. I just I think they're so funny. Yeah. He's good. I love yeah, his voice. I love his voice. Copper Doodle, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's good. Oh, and he, and what did he say? I, I got a what did what's it called when you're the middle guy in the set? He oh just, the, shit! He throws out so the cool. the. The industry terms and it's so funny. Mike, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta set. My guy, I gotta set it in the retirement home. <laughs> you gotta be headlining. How about you, uh, BMD? Oh, jeez. Uh, I like, I like Donald Trump. He's always, he always brings it. Yeah, I don't think he's missed yet. He's always I, uh, on top of his game. He is in. Uh, yeah. I'm shocked there isn't a good Joe Biden call yet. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm shocked. There's so much material, right? Yeah. And the come on, man. Oh, come, come on, man. He's, he's so dumb. That's a tough voice to mail. Yeah, but there's so much material. But I also I'm a fan of come people on, who. Pop. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, give you the you whole see... load. Yeah, <laughs> the whole load. You can see my hair, my white hair. It's just <laughs> popping up. They like to touch it, but. I like uh, me and BMD have talked about this, like people who call and, and it's not just into Kirk show, but when people call and they don't try to imitate somebody, I think is also funny. Like when they say, you know, you hey, Kirk, yeah, who is it? It's your mom, you know, like oh, and it's yeah. a male voice. You know, those are funny. You know who I, I miss hearing from is um, who is the guy who was having sex with Kirk's dad in heaven? Um I am so glad you said that because he called him today. I swear to God, he did. Oh, he did. Not, not as that person. As Lindsey Graham, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, no <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I'm I can't almost certain. I'm almost certain that was the That's same guy. Pig, yeah. Um, I gotta that. was that what, was so what, good. what was what was the name he used? Um, AJ? No. Uh-huh. Was it AJ? Oh, he's so vulgar and so graphic. <laughs> yeah. Your daddy said, oh, "Lick my asshole." <laughs> 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 and even uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the the pimp. Oh, call, he's he hasn't so called great. in in a while. Yeah, he's he called so great. Ago. He called, yeah. uh, it's been like called in like three, four weeks ago already. Yeah. I wish I wish the pimp's name was Adam Minahan though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, it's me, Adam Minahan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So now some people don't like call us into the show. Obviously, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there are bad callers? I think so. I think I I understand where some where sometimes some of the guys are coming from, and and I get want, expecting Kurt to like help you, but like that's not the way it 
like it's not his job to do that. Like you're supposed to bring. It's what we say all the time. We're like, you're yeah, supposed, you got to you gotta go three layers deep. Yeah, right? and, and you have to be able to pivot. And and if if he shuts you down, like you have to decide whether you're going to keep pushing. Or you're going to go like, yep. whoops, see you next week. Like you know, well, like I, you, I, yeah. I think it's yeah, I, think I the abortion yeah. helps clean that yeah. up a little bit. You know, because Kirk. Kirk, I think, gives hand signals to uh, Steve like all right enough. Oh, well, we saw that this week on Twitter, right? With the with the four year old. Yeah, he, he the, four, the, yeah. Two four, the, dude, the two four the two four year olds. Kirk yeah. Kirk pulled out the uh, the Trump Cobra, the the fire your Cobra, bang, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> is is there a consistent caller that you guys are not a fan of? Mm. Ooh, because this is this is our realm, right? We're we're into the callers. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I don't think I have one. Um, no, just that douche, the one, uh, just that guy that's an asshole. You know? The, the yeah. one who asks, you know who I, I don't hear enough of? The guy who asks for the lunch recommendation and that's all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's I, it. I, well, now I'm scared that he's going to hear it, that he's going to hear some of this and that he's going to be like, well, why do you make that shitty podcast? Because I'm. Stupid. I, don't know. I, I, I like that because that's it. Yeah. It's not three layers deep. It's just, hey, what, what do you have for lunch today? Well, well now I'm going like, to call. Right, I'll see you later. Now I'm going to call him for shitting on my people. He's making fun of Portuguese food left and right. I got to stand up for my, my five, eight, and under people, us, us Portuguese. Yeah, you got to be careful. You might get aborted by Steve. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Steve said he, I, I sent right, Steve Portuguese Joe. soup once, and he said he, he, said he was going to make it. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So that same, that same show. Steve did not know something about pop culture, which is like basic 101. And then you brought up about uh, a certain soup, and he said it was a curry soup from India, right? And Steve like knows the fucking history of it. Like, actually, that was um, that's corn a chowder, Portuguese. Yeah, but it's curry corn chowder or something. Yeah, he said, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I wrote the name down. Yeah. He said that's actually from uh, the Portuguese uh, sailors that when they was, would well, when was they it stop in India and, and introduced it's like, yeah. And then you could ask him like, you know, do you know who was the lead singer of uh, the Jackson Five? And he'd be like, I don't know. I know. You know it's, like, yeah. It's amazing what he knows, and it's amazing to me what he doesn't know about pop culture. It amazes me. Oh, there, he has a good clip today. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they they draft their uh, favorite one name uh, uh, celebrities, and he just he's the fucking worst. You know what I mean? He just you know. Does he does he butcher? Uh, no, no. He just he just comes right out of left field. He he pulls a super bad. That's all. That's what I'll say. He pulls a super bad. Um, he's so not American. Yeah, he's, he's just so not. He's such a human. robot. He really is. He really yeah. is. <laughs> so I'm documenting, like I said, certain things, and then. The things that he says, just like he can, he can pronounce the most difficult word in the world. Like some of these treatments for COVID that people have never heard of. That guy can say it in one take. You ask him and you write down K O C H. He cannot say Coke if you yeah. gave him ten tries. Yeah, he'll no go way. all around it. Cook, cock, uh, couch. He will not go to Coke. He'll I just. I don't know how that brain works. I'm convinced Steve's the kind of guy who is like, like not maybe not like gets like a Peloponnesian War reference, so like yeah. like from like the like like just find like watches it and finds it. But he's the kind of guy who like remembers the Peloponnesian War and stands in front of the mirror and just goes Peloponnesian, 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 Peloponnesian. Until he can say it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, I'm not gonna fuck this up on the show, and everybody's gonna make fun of me. Like, you know, I I bet you that's what he does. 
He's just, he's, you know, he's just too scared to fuck up. Like, <laughs> now, it, and, and I think, so going back to, just going back, way back to, you know, Curtis and Ken producing verse. Who knows if that was there with, let, let's just focus on Ken. Who knows if that was there with Ken like it is with Steve. Steve yeah, is true. a conundrum. He is an enigma wrapped in a pretzel. He is, there is just so much there that is incredible. Um, and I don't know that that was there with Ken, but it's so, you know, how great are those tweets that when you say Steve just gave another story that is legendary. Yeah. Every time, every time you're like, you're like, what is like, what is it going to be this time? And this time it's, he buried a fucking cat in like a hunting reserve. And like, <laughs> Take, yeah. Did anybody call in as a cat yet? Or did I, I did. And I got aborted. <laughs> I called in. No, I got TIG killed. I'm so that so was the first day of TIG kills. And Kirk did say, no, 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 because I, I kind of thought Kirk would go this route. I was just doing the meows. And <laughs> I kind of thought Kirk would say, is this TIG? And I figured he would say something like, two meows for yes, one meow for no. And then he just <laughs> do some questions. But Steve gave me the TIG kill right away. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't I want to add some questions. So I actually did because I used to be able to do a decent – a decent cat imitation <laughs> to the point where I would go outside people's windows and and do a cat imitation. And they'd be like, "Where the fuck is that cat coming from?" <laughs> we we used to do that running like like in the on the soccer team. We just meow. You know, you see like a cat like out like somewhere. We just just do it, try to get their attention, and shit every fucking time. <clears throat> but nobody's called in as actual tick, right? No, no, I don't think so. Saying that tick. See, th- that would be funny if someone just call up and just say, "Hey, it's tick." You know, like, you know, like, of course, take talks, right? And then yeah, describe like, what Steve actually did to them. Yeah, like no bit or anything. Sick. Yeah, just, just, hey, it's sick. Oh, hey, yeah. sick, how's it going? I don't know. Yeah, what do you want to know? Fucking face off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never had, I never had a weeping sore on my head. Not true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not how it went down. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. What you got, Blind no, Mike's Daddy? No, but I'm just saying before we wrap it up, if we're here in a few minutes. I got oatmeal cookies waiting for me. <laughs> uh, who, who would you like to see as our next guest? You know, is there minute fans or parody accounts out there that you'd like to hear from that we could bring on that you think would pique your interest and some of the other people's interests out there? I, so is that for me? That's yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I got one for you. Okay. Um, obviously, I want it. I want. I can't wait for you to do. The uh, the rest of the psychos that are in our thread, you know, copper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's a given. Those guys are just they're just funny. The shit they write is just too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a a caller who hasn't called in a while, mm-hmm. and he had I thought great stuff. Do you remember the guy who called in as Neil Diamond? Yes. Oh my God. Yep. He was the Neil Diamond anti-Semite, anti-immigrant <laughs> Neil Diamond, mm-hmm. like the complete. That guy's funny. Yeah, that, that was a good bit because Kirk got it right away, so he's just running with it. He did, and, and 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 I believe he said the name of his new band was "Go Back to Where You Come." The the "Go Back to Where You Come From" five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good shit if you yeah. ask me. That, but again, you know, we have a different mindset. I would like. I think he's very funny. I DM with him, and I think he's extremely funny. No. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to have the time to call in much. And I would love to hear what he has to say. Cause he has DM me some of his thoughts and they crack me up. 
the stuff that yeah. he's thinking of of doing i just mm-hmm. think is is super funny yeah, um, I, think, I think uh you've uh i think he's following me and i'm following him now is he oh nice put him well, on my radar yeah reach out yeah. And don't you think John Stewart would always be good? Oh yeah, totally. I yeah. talked to John. Like I don't know any of the stuff he talks oh, to Kirk boy. about, but I'll but I'll talk to him forever about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I um, Tim, before we let you go, let's. I I just want to get you on record as saying, um, are you down to do trivia with us? I know yes. I know it's kind of like the old like Steve's thing, oh, but true. but we we were hoping to maybe we can uh, we'll have to iron it out maybe sometime in December. Um, we were supposed to do it last week, obviously, but we'll try to figure out a, a time for it in a good plan. Does it sound okay? Yes. Yeah, and like we've been uh, DMing about, it looks like we might actually have a legit way to do it, and I would love to do that. And I've been, for a long time, trying to figure out, <clears throat> excuse me, a game concept of Kirk trivia, KMS trivia, seeing as I, mm-hmm. it's not like I know all this stuff. I just have it all written down and, and tagged so I can look it up quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'd love That's to awesome. do like a, uh, like a Jeopardy, but also other aspects of different game shows, and do a KMS trivia show. So I'd love oh, to do wow. that with you guys. Yeah, okay. I think we could really a KMS yeah. trivia gauntlet. Like, yeah, yeah we got to figure mean, that out. Oh, that'd be uh, great. In, in in just adding in the drops like John Stewart with the dun 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 dun. dun yeah, to- that oh would be God. like the yes. triple, you know, triple point score or something. It's just, I think it would be really funny and very interesting. And and it, yes, I'm down for that. And um, yeah, we got to pick a day and just do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And we with that guy that I think his name is Matt. I uh, mean, man, he couldn't have been more generous with what he wants to offer us to help us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And it looks legit what he's got yeah. set yeah, up. Yeah, so it, it looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's close to you guys, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably twenty-five minutes tops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same for me. It's not Pawtucket's not far for me either. Okay, that works. Yes, yeah, yeah, I could like do that. Any. Right. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Tim, for joining us. Uh, Blind Max Dad, you got anything for the people? Uh, take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Richard called a lady with multiple voices. What happened was Richard called the woman that was selling three different items. Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used multiple. Voices. Yeah, I, I remember this. This is this is so unbelievable. Richard taped himself, and then every time he started talking, he had himself talking over himself, <laughs> and it drove the woman insane. Sometimes I go back to Richard's room and I just see him with headphones on laughing. He's giggling to himself, and I know he's up to some weird shit. This is pretty good. Hello. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm I'm calling about the fur coat that you had advertised. Are you on a cell phone? I cannot understand you. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm calling calling about the Kenmore dryer. Okay, just a moment. No problem. I'm so sorry, sir. You caught me with a mouthful of salad. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Yes, I do have the Kenmore dryer. How well, much how much you want for the fur coat? Uh, we were asking twenty dollars. I, I don't know if I'm interested in that. Um, <laughs> I wish that our phone was clearer because I, I do not understand what you're saying, sir. Um, yeah, well, I'm talking, talking about the, the coat, actually. And, and the dryer? Yeah. No. I cannot understand. Hey, Jane, how's hear it going? me eyes. Are you interested in the basketball goal? Yeah, well, the goal, yeah. 
<laughs> and then you're you're echoing again. I'm sorry. I cannot understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited really about that. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It might pay if you would to hang up and redial the number, and let's try to clear the line. Would you I'll like give to call see back? Can you hear me? <laughs> it sounds like three people are on the phone talking at the same time. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, now which one are you interested in? The fur coat or the Kenmore dryer or the basketball goal? The, the basketball goal. dryer. <laughs> yes. Hi, it's me back. again. Yes, sir. Hi, I'm calling back about the, the dryer and the, the basketball goal and the first on the coat dryer. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about the fur coat? Would you Are you interested in buying it? Yeah. No. You're saying yes, and someone in the background is saying no. no. Yes. I'm sorry, sir. Something's wrong with your phone. Uh, yeah, I, don't I know. think so. Um, you need to get your phone corrected. There's sorry, nothing my wrong phone's with my screwed phone. Up. That's, uh, that's the 401. I'm warning you now, John, uh, about that dude.